Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Welcome again to another episode of The Bible Rightly Divided. I have a guest joining me, and uh, let him introduce himself to you. Hi, Hi, I'm Danny. I'm Mitch's brother, and um, I want to thank Mitch for inviting me to the Rightly Dividing the Bible broadcast. Very good. So, you have something you wanted to share with us. Yes. um, I want to talk about rightly dividing the Bible. I learned this probably seven to ten years ago. I went to a seminar Mitch was putting on at his home. And we discussed, you know, we had to go through several days of of, uh, learning this process. Studies. Studies, exactly. (laughs) And... um, it really helped me a lot to read and understand the Bible. You know, right. in my younger days, in my youth, I um, would go to church and listen to the preacher preach, and they would talk on uh, Revelations, or they would talk Daniel, Isaiah, Psalms, and even Paul, the epistles. And I'd come out of the church feeling good, feeling, you know, really strong because you get together with people and you listen to the word of God. But I I didn't understand what the pastor was saying. And it wasn't until I I learned how to rightly divide the Bible that I understood, finally understood the Bible. Yes. And, um, you know, rightly dividing the Bible Mitch, you can go over that part with people and how it splits the Bible up in three sections. Well, there's divisions throughout the whole Bible. And the very first division, of course, is Genesis 1-1, where it says God created the heavens and the earth. There's a division. But the three major divisions in the Bible is time past, which is from Genesis through Acts, the but now, which is Romans through Philemon, and that's Paul's epistles, and the ages to come, which is uh, Hebrews through Revelation. And of course, that's the future, which we haven't got there yet. But um, to get back to rightly division, there is a verse in there, and I just want to bring you, because I always start with that anyhow, it's 2 Timothy 2.15, and you can look that up yourself. Um, or I can read it to you. What do you want me to do, Danny? Hey, I encourage people look it up for themselves. But go ahead and read it just so our listeners can uh, understand and know what we're talking about. All right. So um, 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. It says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. So when it says dividing the word of truth, there is only one Bible in the English language that is truth, and that is the King James Bible, because that was uh, translated by the Holy Ghost through men. So it's the only book that has been translated into English from the original version uh, by the Holy Ghost. 
all other versions, like the international version or the new King James version even, have been kind of tampered with by man. And we all know that man can be corrupt. But what he thinks God meant may be something totally different. So you really need to understand what God meant by using the King James Bible. So, Mitch, the Bible was originally writ written in Hebrew, right? Yes. He Hebrew and Greek. Right. And then, it, right. And then uh, King James, he was the king of England, had it transcribed into English. Right. Right. Okay. So, why, before I learn how to rightly divide the Bible, I would read this verse in James chapter 2, verse 17, and it, I would be confused. It seemed like mm -hmm. the Bible was contradicting itself, but I knew that God does not contradict himself. So I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to explain what I need to explain. So James 2, 17, <clears throat> even so, faith, if not if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Let me read that again. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So if you read Paul's epistles, he tells you that faith through Jesus Christ, if you have faith through the, um, the death of Jesus Christ and you believe in him that he died for you, that, that is your way to heaven. Well, this is kind of contradicting, right, Mitch? And you can explain yes. why. Yes. So First uh, Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, is your salvation today. And I want you guys to look that up. I'm not going to read it to you. I've, I've done it before. Uh, but so to find out who's talking and why and where, two or three things you need to know. You need to know who's talking. And in this case, it's James. And you need to find out who he is talking to. So how do we find that? If we go to James 1, verse 1, it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. So who are the twelve tribes? It is Israel. And so James was talking to Israel. Well, Last I checked, we was in Israel. Uh, we can't get we we cannot get any further from Israel than we are right now. So we are the Gentiles. And to uh, kind of elaborate on that a little bit, I want to take you to Galatians two seven through nine, and that'll tell us exactly what you need to know. And now Galatians Galatians is of course one of Paul's epistles, and uh, so two, two, seven through nine. All right. But contrawise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, there's James right there, Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, 
that we should go into the heathen and they into the circumcision. So James was talking to Israel. Right, and we all know that all Jews were circumcised back then. Right, right. That was their covenant with God to show that they truly are part of God's right. And also, let's explain that James, again, let's remind people that James is talking to Israel in the future. Right, exactly. Right. Hebrews through Revelation, James comes after Hebrews, is all time ages. Right, and these ages have not come yet, but he's still talking to, this is going to happen during tribulation. Am I correct? Right, right. The wrath of God will come upon the earth, and all the people that are here on the earth will go through a seven-year tribulation. Now, we are going to be raptured before that exactly. happens because God promised, he promised to save us from yeah. the wrath. So, and there's verses for So that. what James is saying in 217 is to the future, he's telling them that not only have they got to show faith, but they all have also have to show works. Yes, that's what James is saying. And that's what they have to do come, come the time in the future when they're on earth, they've got to show that they are faithful and they are going to do the good works that the Lord wants so to do. So if I if I can back up a little here when when Christ was on earth he came for the Israelites. He this, this was their program, okay? Yes. So that was times yes, past he did. and he gave them God gave them a chance to yes, to um, accept exactly. Christ and they failed to accept Christ. Yes, they, because of their fall, salvation went to the Gentiles. And I have verses for right. that as well. But I don't have them right in front of me. So if you guys want that and you uh, really need to know about it, you can um, text me, uh, instant message me through any platform that I'm on, and I will give you the verses. For so, that. Mitch, even after they crucified Jesus, they still had one more chance. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yep, they sure did. And they stoned Stephen, and that's when the program for the Israelites was put on hold. Right, exactly. Now we're in the period of grace under Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Right. And this is where the simplicity that is in Christ comes in. And that's what I'm going to talk on about from here on. And you can ask so, me any questions you want. So we're quite, we're actually fortunate because we only have to have faith. Right. It works, works help. Exactly. You can explain that to them, how works does help. Actually, I think I do have um, the fall of Israel here. Um, but before I go into that, I do want to take you to 2 Corinthians 5, 16, and 21. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16 and 21. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. So there it's telling you, we knew Christ 
when he was on earth in the flesh. But now, he we don't know him by the flesh. We know him spiritually. That's that's correct. Yeah, through the Holy Spirit. And in verse, and in verse twenty-one, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So we're talking about there's two sides to the cross. There's the cross side where before Christ was crucified and the side after the crucifixion. So you, it, that's another division. You have to realize when Christ came to earth the first time, he came for Israel. He was going to give him give them the kingdom on earth, but because they didn't think he was the Messiah, they crucified him. And through their fall, salvation went to the Gentiles or anybody else that wants to believe. And you can still be Israel and believe in this program and you can be saved. You don't have to be on this earth after the rapture. You can go with us during the rapture. Right. So uh, um, so basically, all you need to do is have faith that Jesus died for us on the cross. You don't have to even be baptized. He was buried. Right. He was buried and rose and rose again. Those yeah. three things. He, he died for our sins on the cross. Paid. He paid for our sins. Every one of them. They're paid for. In full. And then he was buried. Are you still with me, Danny? Yeah. And he was buried. You Do that whole thing over. You're going to have to cut this out because we're so far into it. Yeah. So, um, Christ was died on the cross for our sins. All of our sins, not just yesterday's sins, uh, today's sins, but tomorrow's as well. Um, when he says all, that means all. A lot of people think they have to repent and be baptized in order to be saved. And that was Israel's program. And um, But no, all we have to do is have faith in what Christ did for us. Died on the cross, was buried, and rose again for our justification. So our sins have already been paid for. All paid for. In fact, when he paid for that, we wasn't even born, right? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, it, there's a verse in the Bible that also says, um, I lost my train of thought. You know, Matt, while you're thinking, when you yeah. when you said that, he, he, he died, he was resurrected. You know, he died on the cross resurrected, paid for our sins. It just gives you that feeling over you, thinking that this man went, what he went through just for us. Right. He went through it too. Oh man, did he go through it. Yeah. So I cannot even imagine the pain that he was in on that cross. I can't even imagine it. Yeah. And like you say, um, be, uh, you know, having, being saved and having faith through Christ it's so easy to understand. Even a child can understand it. That's the thing. That's the simplicity that's in Christ. Right. And um, that's going to be that's the title of this particular session. Now, if we go to Acts three eighteen, Acts three eighteen, which is in time past, by the way, I just want you to know that. And we read that. 
But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all of his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So here you have to do something so that your sins may be blotted out. But in Paul's epistle, you do not have to do anything. You are saved by what Christ did. That's the simplicity that is in Christ. Right. But now explain to everybody how works does affect, you know, you do need to do works. Not to get into heaven, but for when, once you do get to heaven. Well, so God, God will give everyone a just reward for the good works that they do. And by good works, I don't mean helping a little old lady across the street or shoveling off her pathway in the winter. That's all good and fine and dandy and everyone should do that. But God wants you to spread the gospel of today. That's the works he's talking about. If you can spread this gospel to everyone you know, that's the good news, you will be rewarded once you're in heaven. Right, and uh, the rewards will be will be great. It's just going to be a great place, and I can't, you know. Yeah. I'm looking forward just to being it. In, <laughs> just being in heaven is going to be beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward but, to it. Yeah, but there will be rewards to each and every one that right. does spread this gospel, this gospel of Paul. That was given to Paul by Jesus Christ. In fact, that was the last time God spoke to man. Right. When he spoke when he spoke to Paul. Um, so another thing I wanted to bring out was Romans sixteen twenty five. Romans sixteen twenty five. Now this is going to be just the opposite of what I just read to you. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Now something that is kept secret since the world began and something that was prophesied about since the world began are two different things. Am I right? You're correct. So that shows you right there. There's two different it's like, gospels. It's like there. Christ being born was prophesied. Christ right. dying on the cross was not prophesied. Right. Well, his death was prophesied, but the grace, the reason of his death was not prophesied. Okay. That was right. kept a secret. I, I stand and the reason they, And the reason God kept that secret is he didn't want Satan to know it. Because right. if Satan had known it, he would not have crucified Jesus Christ. And then that would have been the end of what we have now, which is the grace period. Right. So, um, I want to take it back to Galatians 2, 7 again. Because in that book, there is a lot. 2, 7. But contrawise. So that means otherwise or uh, opinionized, different 
when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision, okay, so there's one gospel of the uncircumcision was content, committed unto me, that's Paul talking, just as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. Do you see two gospels in that? I see two gospels. First, I see two gospels. A lot of people think there's only one gospel. Right, right. And, and you know, but there is two gospels. You can, it's right there in black and white. You can try to explain this to people and they just like, ah, uh, I don't want to hear it, you know. And, yeah, and, you know, it's the thing of it is with something like this is just like you and I, they got to want to learn more. They got to they gotta be like, this is it. This is all there is to it. When they go to church every week, they sing that song. They go through all those rituals, may even drink some juice and take break bread. And at the end of it, they come out and they go back into the world. And then the next week they do the same thing all over. Right. And then it gets it gets to the monotonous point where you're like, this is it. So that's what made me look for something. I was looking for that. I said, there's got to be more to this Bible than this. Which is when I found Richard Jordan. Um, and you can look him up, Richard Jordan, Forgotten Truth. If you want to learn a little more about this. And uh, he's on YouTube. He has. Yeah, he's on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, go to YouTube, and type in Richard Jordan, Forgotten ve- Truths. And very refreshing. And he actually stands up there in some of his and he shows you on his board, his whiteboard, how right. everything falls into place on rightly dividing the Bible. He'll he'll draw out the timeline. Yeah. Exactly. And that's uh and the Bible is nothing but a timeline. It's completely how God started the earth. And how the earth is going to finish. Exactly. Yeah. So, and there's a lot in between. So, Mitch, breaking the bread and, and, and drinking the uh, wine or the supping on the juice, is that, was that Israel's program? That was an Israel program. Oh. Christ said to his apostles, his 12 apostles, they was having the Last Supper. It was the Last Supper before Christ was crucified. And he, he was telling them, even they didn't understand what he was talking about. They were like, oh, because he goes, this this is it for me. Uh, you know, in a few days, I'll be dead. And they were like, oh, no, we won't let them do it to you. We'll keep you, we'll protect you, blah, blah, blah. They didn't understand what, why he had to die or even that he had to die. So, again, it was not brought out until Christ gave it to Paul, the risen Christ. Right, exactly. So, and uh, so baptism is is for Israel's program. Tithing is more than likely for Israel's program. Not, yes, not, that's for Israel. Right, not saying and, should, and the thing, shouldn't give to the church or get shouldn't give to your organization, but ten percent. Well, in in Paul, it tells when you give, you give with a kind heart. Exactly. If you want, not that you. Yeah. If you want to give ten percent, I'm exactly. sure the churches will love it. But if you can't, oh yeah, if you, if you can't afford ten percent, it's a whole different story. You just right. try to give something. You give what you give what you can afford, and it's through your heart. Right. You give it because you want to. So I want to take you to Second Corinthians again, uh, chapter eleven. 
again. Hey, we just lost you again. So yeah. start again. Okay. So I want to go back to Second uh, Corinthians eleven, verses three and four, and it says, "But I fear, lest by any means." this thing but sorry about that I left off with 2nd Corinthians 11 3 and 4 you still with me Danny I'm still there all right so let's try it again I don't know what's going on with this thing but but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtly so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ for if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. So what it's saying here is that there are two different gospels, and we need to preach a proper gospel. Otherwise, you're going to be beguiled by the serpent, just like Eve was. Right, and uh, we're not we're not saying you shouldn't go to the Old Testament or prophecy. Absolutely. We're just saying understand what period we're in, right? And try to understand Paul's epistles. Yeah. Well, you know, um, we get uh, different mails here uh, for different people, and. Uh, when they when I get somebody else's mail, I look at it and I see, oh, okay, that's not for me, so I don't open it. Uh, right. Just like the Bible, you know, you can read scriptures, but just know that that scripture from Genesis through Acts and from Hebrews to Revelation is not to you. It's there for you to understand, you to read and learn, but it's not for you. What's for you right. is Romans through. Exactly. And, and Paul, Paul will will tell you. He will tell you to follow. You know, he doesn't tell you the law, that the law is 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 to for us. The law is for Jerusalem, I mean Israel. But he will tell you that you should follow. Be good, I guess. Basically, is what I'm trying to say here, man. Right. So don't, um, don't sin. I'm glad you mentioned that. That takes me to another verse that kind of explains what you just said. Uh, Galatians 2:16. Yeah, I couldn't spit it out, but you know what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know what you mean. So knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the what of the law. But right. by the faith of Jesus Christ. It's not even our faith. It's Jesus' faith. And that he, tells you right there right. what we've been trying to say this whole... Exactly. Second. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no man or no flesh be justified. Right. That's pretty yeah, you, simple. You, you don't want to sin. We're all going to sin. We're all fall. We all fall short of the glory of God. We're all going oh, to yeah. sin. You got to try not to sin. You got to try to be a good person. Well, try to help people. 
Exactly. And you know, since I found this rightly dividing, I have wanted to read more and I read more and I read more and I read more. The more I read, the more I want to read now that I understand the Bible. And by reading the verses, the more you read, the less you will sin. Right. Uh, are you going to sin? You probably will. If you're a man, you will sin, but you will sin a lot less if you get into the uh, the Bible rightly divided. Well, I think I think God knew He had to send Jesus to us because we were sinners and we fell short, and He knew that without Christ, a lot of us were going to go, you know, be in hell, going to hell, and and. So he had to do something. That's my feeling. There's nothing biblical, I guess, but that's well, my feeling. Just so you know, that verse that I was telling you about, uh, uh, the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. So in other words, God knew about this mystery before he even created the earth. Right. So he, he knew that if he created this place called the earth with man on it, he knew he was going to sacrifice his son for this for this population on this earth now could you do that danny could you could you invent something that would be the death of your son couldn't do it and that just shows how much he loves us that's it he wants a relationship with everyone and he's willing to give up his only son for that relationship and it's that simple it's really yeah simplicity that is in jesus christ yep any other questions no, it's probably time for us to move on anyway, isn't it? Yeah, we're at the 30-minute mark, which is a, what I like to keep it at or below. So um, I think we can sign off now. And uh, thank you for joining me this week, Danny. Yeah, I, think I, hope, I, yeah. I, I hope we were able to help somebody with this. And I hope they, if they have questions, please ask. I think it was very informative. And I think this was a good way to do it you know one-on-one and if they have any questions please don't hesitate to ask um so that's mitch ross from maine signing off and danny from florida thank you for the invite yes and thank you everyone for listening have a good week